TikTok is very minimal effort, depending on the video yeah. you're doing. And it has, as of right, this 70,000 views. 70,000 views? want to give me a little intro about yourself like who you are where you live all that fun stuff all the fun all the exciting information exciting um, yeah so my name is Rebecca Short I'm 26 I'm a Taurus Sun Virgo Moon Sagittarius Rising and I live currently I'm from <laughs> I love how that's the second thing that you say <laughs> I think it's really important <laughs> like, you know what's I'm funny? so bad I actually like when I like watch you like I'm conscious that you're a Taurus like not in a bad way I'm just so I just know a lot about Tauruses and I'm just conscious yeah. that you're a Taurus like I just I know that you're a Taurus I would never forget that I didn't know the other details but anyway sorry oh yeah the whole birth chart um so yeah I'm from and currently living in Kerry in Ireland like in a town the biggest town I think in Kerry truly and Normally, I'm a beauty and kind of lifestyle editor in a local advertising magazine, as well as doing makeup freelance, but obviously coronavirus, so doing neither of those things. <laughs> yeah, are you in college as well or you're finished? No, I tried college multiple times and it wasn't my vibe at all. And did you teach yourself makeup? No, I did. I, well, I, self, I was self-taught initially, like most makeup artists, and then at the time I was getting into makeup, not many people were self-taught. So like to get a job on counter, you had to have a qualification. Like they wouldn't even look yeah. at your CV. So I did a random makeup course in Dublin. I moved to Dublin and I did, it was, I don't even think it's still around. Like it was a very basic course, but it was iTech. So the main thing with makeup is like, if you have your international qualification, you can like work all over the world. But that whole industry has totally changed now but so that it was like a three month course but I did study makeup um and that was the only thing I studied because the other things just weren't for me and you did you just like love makeup forever is that no not at all I was so bad oh my god I was the worst like I only got into makeup properly when I dropped out of college so like all, all my life like I was never into makeup like I was so bad and I had really bad skin so I only used makeup as like a coverage kind of thing and then I went to UL for a month and was like no like this isn't me I'm not wasting my time or energy and so I dropped out and then I like found YouTube and discovered makeup and it kind of all stemmed from there okay so uh, people I don't know if you said this already but the reason that I know you or that I follow you is because you make YouTube videos and as we were discussing before we started recording they're kind of like random lifestyle bits and pieces fun stuff thrown in there and some makeup and then obviously you have started to grow a following on Instagram as well but it's funny I'll just throw out the fun fact of how I discovered Rebecca because obviously we're both from Ireland but like we've never met and I like don't even live in Ireland yeah, like anymore. internet friends I literally, and uh, she, I was watching the Shane Dawson series on, what is it even called? It was like the launch oh, of the it's, it was so interesting. It was his series with Jeffree Star and they went like, what was it? The Beautiful Life. 
of and it was all different kind of like it was like the beautiful life of Jeffree Star the beautiful life of the last one was the beautiful life of Shane Dawson I'm pretty sure but I don't know did he have a particular name yeah it was basically this crazy big series on YouTube actually if you haven't seen it I 100% recommend it if you're interested in the beauty industry and I mean Shane is great fun and there's such a, I just feel like oh my god his like think it's the good? way he makes videos is like I feel like when you make videos you understand that like even like the little things do you know, if him and someone are talking and next thing it flashes back to like something he said before like the, his mind like yeah. the videos I don't know I, well he has an editor like but yeah so the the whole I mean, I love, I do love Shane Dawson and um, Jeffrey Star. I just like I wouldn't get too much into. I don't, I don't know them that long. I kind of in the last like maybe two years, but I just love how open they are about what the work that they do and how real they are. And this whole series that Rebecca was on <laughs> was basically the launch of like um, Jeffrey Star Cosmetics um, did a partnership with Shane Dawson and they launched a palette together and it was kind of like how the palette came together, how they developed the colors, everything else. And it was like this whole YouTube series, like each video was like an hour long, but in when the palette launched, people were trying to obviously get their hands on it. And I believe that was Beauty Bay that it was sold on, um, that you could get it in Ireland. And Rebecca was filmed her reaction to try and getting the palette which was so funny and I was like that's an Irish accent in this this YouTuber like he has like what 15 million subscribers like I was like oh this Irish girl is is uh featured on this channel so um I guess that's kind of how uh we initially connected but um I feel like you're like following and this kind of is I suppose a lot of it is about content creation and um the kind of message that you put out to your followers and, and fans. Do, do you know what kind of initially sparked the idea for you to start YouTube? Um, well, I always loved, like I've loved YouTube for the longest time. Like I, I think it was, I was like, when I was in school and I found Nicole Guerrero, Jacqueline Hill, Carly Bible, like the OG YouTubers and I found mm-hmm. them. And I was like, this is so interesting. Like I, because like even my mom always says now she was like you all like I always either wanted to be an actress or on tv or like I was very out there and I remember finding youtube and I was like this is so interesting like hold on but you know I didn't know anyone in Ireland who was really doing it like the closest Ireland was Zoella back in the day and I kind of I always had an interest and I was always kind of on and off being like I'll do it or whatever but I always felt I never had the perfect lighting or the perfect camera or the perfect, you know, I always found an excuse in my head to kind of put it off. But then I just, bit the, like my first ever video, which is actually hilarious. And I don't know where it's gone. It's deep in the internet and I cannot find it. I don't know. I must've deleted it when I was younger, but I went on a J1 with my friends and I vlogged it. Like, where did in- you go? We went to San Diego in when I was like, like 19, 20. Yeah. So like six years ago. So if I had obviously continued doing those vlogs, like I'm such an idiot. I was like, why did I just do one and stop? Um, but I don't like I vlogged like our whole like leaving Ireland and like it was so hilarious. And like vlogs being in Target, like shopping for the airbeds for the apartment with like eight of us in it. 
because it was a J1. Wouldn't you love to watch that re- like back? That I want to so do a funny. video where I reacted to it and I can't, for, I don't know where it is because obviously I didn't back it up and it's not on YouTube anymore and I don't know where it went. Do you think that you deleted it? I think I must have deleted it when I was like, no, I'm getting into YouTube now and I don't want people to think like that's my vibe. But now looking back, I'm like, that's hilarious like yeah, yeah I must have deleted it and it must be on my old laptop which I not a notion where that is either like yeah so, so you that. kind of always had that like thing about and I and like I do for anybody who has watched Rebecca's videos or um is going to watch them after this podcast like you have a very natural energy behind the camera or sorry in front of the camera like you have a very very natural energy like I, it, it, it does make sense that you've kind of always wanted to do some sort of like acting or YouTubing yeah, and that you've always loved YouTube I think that comes from like I was in stage school from age four age three or four like I was never shy because obviously that was like there's a place in Kerry my hometown it's called Shim Satira it's like an, a, flo- a folk theatre yeah and so I was on stage from a very young age and that was always being filmed and like all those things so I never kind of had because I know it's so natural to me and it's so mind-boggling that do you know when something's natural to you you can't comprehend how other people would feel weird like I pull out my (laughs) vlog camera sometimes in front of the girls and they like run away and I'm like what's wrong with you (laughs) like I was like what I'll be editing this so you know, I can cut out anything. <laughs> and I'm like, like it's only a camera, like. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, I know it's it is funny. I'm like that with music. Like I I was also like in stage school, not in like stage school, like kind of permanently, but in and out of like different classes and singing and theatre and dancing and I tried it all and like very drawn towards like, you know, music and it just to me I, I just don't know anything else except like that love for music and that that desire to to be around music or to be listening to music all the time so for me it's just like a natural thing were you like acting at that point or was it like dancing was it anything oh, specific? so I went to stage so it was like all three so I went to a stage school and it was like you'd have acting classes singing classes dancing classes and then at the end of the year you'd put on a show and yeah. it was always kind of like variety shows so we did like but it was met like there'd be like a piece from maybe Annie or a piece from yeah we I did loads wicked. of those shows <laughs> yeah like wicked or like lame is or anything like and it was it was so fun like I wasn't like you know getting the main roles or anything like I wasn't great at singing or anything but it was just the fun of it and like doing the acting skits and the dancing and like I just loved it and I yeah, and we, get out of school then when you're practicing for the shows and like me yeah I was the same like doing some singing like training yeah and you'd be like the stage school crew and we'd be like oh we have to leave early like we have a show yeah <laughs> and we thought we were actually the best people ever like I know Oh my God. And do you, would you recommend, like, say somebody is listening to this, they want to get on YouTube, they feel like maybe like you, they don't have the best lighting or they think that they don't have the right camera and everything else. Would you, like, just to be very honest, like, would you advise people, do you think that YouTube is for everybody or do you think there's a specific type of person or people I who think, can? 
if you want to go, I get, you know, I, I get so many messages from people being like, I want to start YouTube. Like, what do I do? What do I need? Like, how do I do it? Like, what should my first video be? Like, all this. And out of the 50 plus people I've told to like, go for it, you know, you don't need much. Like, just kind of do a video that, you know, if you like watching vlogs, maybe try vlogging. If you like watching story time videos and you're interesting, or you have some level of story, do story videos. If you like makeup, just start it. Like I just tell everyone just start and kind of feel it out for themselves. And yeah. I mean, like the 50 plus people I've told to do that, only one person has actually gone and bit the bullet and actually did it. And like sent me her video and was like, oh, I just started YouTube because I said I stopped putting it off kind of thing. Amazing. That's yeah, crazy so though, isn't it? Oh, it's because... I feel like when I started, like, I had no one directly accessible to me that I could message. Like, it's not like yeah. I could message Jacqueline Hill. Joe, you know, that kind of way. Well, I could have, <laughs> but, like, I don't know what she I got. She wouldn't probably responded. <laughs> yeah, and, like, um, the amount of messages she was getting. And, like, do you know, I had no, like, someone, I wasn't following anyone small enough to, like, reach out directly. Whereas because, obviously, I only have a few thousand on whether it's Instagram or YouTube like I'm a lot more accessible so people can you know because I always found that like I want to do it but I have no idea how I have no idea how to even start or what even what it even means kind of thing so I think anyone can do it like if you want to do it I feel like the only people who want to do it are the people who can if that makes sense yes yeah I think yeah I think it's just a basic decision like people are like well how did you start a podcast and I'm like I went on Amazon and I bought the equipment and I'm not saying this to be an asshole like but I'm just saying I literally went, went on Amazon bought the equipment and then just figured it out googled how to yeah. do it and really figured it out and like to your point like I started off with this idea about the podcast but like I'm I'm nearly a year I'll be a year into it in July and even oh, at this point of your birthday yeah and like I, my birthday's in July as well, actually, it's funny, but <laughs> I kind of now only realise after doing so many episodes that I'm kind of like, now I feel like I know what I want to do with this podcast, and it's kind of only happening now, and I knew at the beginning that I was going to make mistakes, I was like, there is no way that my first episode is going to be what I want Perfect, it to be, yeah. Mind, yeah, mind you, my first episode, I'm still, like, with Caroline Foran, like, it still does really well, and, like, I love, I actually really love that episode, but, you know, you make mistakes along the way, and I think that's really, how it, like, how you do, and I think the only reason that I have a podcast is because I wanted to have a podcast. I'm not specifically talented to do podcasting or had this, like, training or anything like that. I just wanted it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you wanted so to I, do it, and you figured it out. Yeah, so I, I think, and I would encourage people on who are thinking about YouTube and, and podcasting to do the same, you know? Um, yeah. I'm like it, so self-taught with like editing and like making thumbnails, like everything I know how to do. I've taught myself how to do it. Yeah. And I would just say there's no, there's no shame in also giving up and just being like, that wasn't for me, you know? Yeah, I that's not no my vibe. Yeah. 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 So what would be like some of your favorite YouTubers then? I'm interested. Uh, oh my god, this was actually <laughs> when you sent me this question, I was like, oh, I really had to think because I'm so varied in what I watch, and I only realized that when I was like 
thinking, okay, who are my favorite YouTubers now? So what I did is I went through my subscription box and people, I classify my favorites as like, no matter what video they upload, I will watch it. Okay. So I have a very diverse list here. So I, so I have Strashme, who was the recent winner of James Charles. Did you see that? The in, instant influencer thing. Like, what? Is, this is so random. <laughs> Wait, that's only the first person. Like, wait till you get down the list. I did see so, that. I did see that guy, but I don't know him. I wouldn't know him to see or anything, but I did see a bit of it, yeah. Yeah, so Strashme was the girl who won, and I just, I really enjoy her energy. So she's actually one of my recent favorites. Then I have Kelly Stamps. Have you heard of Kelly Stamps? I think I have heard of her, yeah. She's like only breaking out on YouTube now. So she had like 6,000 followers in January, and now she has like 150, 60,000. So, and she actually just moved to New York as well. But she's very, she's just hilarious. I just love her sense of humor. Then we have Tarmar, which I know you know because I listened to your podcast with her. Hello, yes. Irish gal. Oh, I, I can't miss any of her videos. Yeah, and, and you said about Shane Dawson's editing. I think Tara has oh, like... Tara's editing is next. Le- like, it's so aesthetically pleasing. It's but she has like an insane like, eye for things. Like, she is just born well, to she like... Is do that stuff. Old, like. Yeah. yeah, she is. Like I watch She's her like vlogs the and I'm like, human. yeah, I watch her vlogs and I'm like, oh, okay, Rebecca, you think you are, but I feel like it's her editing <laughs> style that is just unmatched. Like it's so good. It also her so skin, good. her like every like her minimal makeup, like everything. I just I I could never. <laughs> yeah, no, I adore her vibe. I adore. So I love Tamara. I never miss any of her videos. Then I have Tana Mojo, which controversial one, but I think she's absolutely hilarious. I have a lot of American favorites, to be honest. Like there's not many non-American favorites on this list. So go on. Would Jeffree Star or Shane Dawson be on that list or not? Yeah. So I have Shane Dawson because I never miss any of his videos. Jeffrey is touch and go with me because he's the controversial and he's, hated by so many and like like you either love him or hate him but I wouldn't like run I loved his series with Shane Dawson I loved seeing like that side like the business side and like the lifestyle and I think his brain for like he has so many like he's not just a youtuber do that kind of way like he's multi like so multifaceted so I do think he's very interesting but he's not like I have here Jackie Ina. I have skincare by Hiram or Hiram. I love him. Can I just tell you about him, right? So, because I, I work in beauty, I found him like a few months ago, and I was like, "This guy knows his stuff." So, yeah, I'll put the I'll put the link in the description box for anybody who's listening who's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" But he's basically from Hawaii. Rebecca, I put, I was like, this guy is unreal. He literally had like 20,000 YouTube subscribers. And I think now, like now he's like. He has millions. Yeah, he had so little, like, and so I put together a proposal for my client because I was like, this guy knows his stuff. And I was like, we need to get on him. So whatever happened with the project, but the client kind of, it kind of went back and forth. They loved him, but they were like, didn't make a decision. Then it kind of like like it went away and then and um, they were like oh my god let's do let's do something with somebody on youtube now and i was like i pulled skincare skincare by Har- harem or hiram up hiram yeah 
Yeah, and he was he was after blown up, and I was like, "You guys can't afford him anymore." You know, like it was. Yeah. I was like, oh, "I was they, right." Like he's they so missed the boat. They <gasps> so missed the boat, and I wanted to. We had like a personalized oh, no. gift for him and everything, and I was like, "I don't think the client could afford him because he's after blowing up." Like, he has but two point one four million now. Holy crap! That's insane. Because yeah. if you, you found him into, so early, or not early, so, but like when he was small, he didn't even have like. I remember his his um his uh, his Instagram followers like were in like single because I was like oh if he's really he's a good insta or YouTube following maybe his Instagram is like huge and then I went yeah. on it was less than YouTube and I, I think was, it like, could have been TikTok that blew him up to be honest really oh TikTok is like TikTok has power I know I know TikTok has power but I didn't think that TikTok I thought yeah, TikTok he, was like his third kind of like I'll check his name because that's how I found him I found him on TikTok um, okay so for anybody who's like what the hell are they talking about he <laughs> is TikTok. yeah and I'll again I'll, I, his name will be in the description box but he is like anything that I know about skincare or that I've learned about skincare working in the industry for 10 years he like is he basically speaks the truth about skincare and he's basically puts together really easy videos to watch about things that you should avoid in skincare and why you should avoid them and what it can do to your skin and how your skin can be compromised with sensitivity without you even knowing like your skin doesn't yeah, have the to moisture be barrier and everything everything yeah and like breaking down the barrier on your skin using the wrong products like it's so important because all this damage and sensitivity that you can do by putting on the wrong skincare products can cause aging so much more than if you just avoided like fragrances and and things like that so yeah anyway, oh, great he's, resource. he's yeah he's one of my new favorites i i admittedly i found him on tiktok he is three million on tiktok um oh my and God. Yeah, I found him on TikTok, which led me to his Insta, which led me to his YouTube. Then I have, who else do I have? Oh, Olivia, Olivia Neal. She's Irish as well. She blew up as well. She's like Irish's or Ireland's answer to Emma Chamberlain, basically. So what's um, the deal with Emma Chamberlain? Oh, she, see, I think a lot of people who watch YouTube, in my opinion, especially, I know in, America YouTube is like huge like yeah. a lot of people enjoy it but in Ireland I feel like people my age a lot of people my age would be like oh they'd be more Netflix people like they wouldn't yeah. get the whole YouTube thing like a lot of my followers wouldn't even like think you have to pay to subscribe to me on YouTube like don't even know so I think Emma just but I think she just hit it at the right time. And because of her age, I think a lot of people can relate to her. But she's just like next level. But anyway, What's Olivia. Is, well, um, so Emma, literally, it's her it's her personality. So I feel like on YouTube, there's um, you could be like a beauty YouTuber or a lifestyle, you know, um, fashion or clothes or or else you're a personality. And Emma is a personality, so she literally does, she's so, like, she would do, like, having my birthday party on Omegle, or a try-on haul, or cook with me, or, like, Louis Vuitton full-on brought her to Paris. Isn't she controversial, though, or no? No, she's very not controversial, but oh. a lot of, yeah, no, she's, 
Oh, so you know who I'm thinking about is like that Caroline one. What's her name? Is it Caroline? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh my God. I have no idea. Tana Mojo, who I mentioned, is very controversial. Well, but like Tana that... is crazy. Like, <laughs> she's mad. Like, oh, she's mad, but like so entertaining. Such an entertainer. Yeah, I just, I, I do like her. And she's not problematic in like a sense of like, you know, that she would be quote unquote cancelled. Like, she doesn't do anything that's very wrong, like, like morally wrong, say. But she yeah. just like does wild things, if that makes sense. Um, Sorry, my I was gonna say Caroline Calloway, but she's actually just an Instagram person. But I just oh. I feel like there was things said about her, but I don't know anything. Yeah, and then who else do I have in my? Day? Oh, I have Keelan Moncrief. She's Irish. I love her. Keela. Keelan. So it's K E E L I N. Um, she see I like people because of their personalities. So I'll just watch anything they put up then, as opposed to like only watching people because of their beauty videos or, you know, with, with skincare by her app, I love his advice. So I follow him that way, but everyone else on the list is more personality based. Yeah. And then I have like three horoscope people that I follow that I live for. Okay. Well, I need to know the horoscope people. So I have Jane International. So okay. she does... She does weekly energy updates where basically she does this like pick a card thing and she has like four stones. So it could be like rose quartz or whatever else. And you like pick whatever stone you're drawn to and you can either like ask a question or, you know, just listen to what she says. So you pick the deck that you're most drawn to and she does like an energy update. And then every month she does like Zodiac readings. So for all the signs. And then there's Nicholas Ashbaugh. All these people I have found through Tara and through her recommendations, <laughs> like literally. Um, Nicholas Ashbaugh and then The Quietest Revolution. Okay. I For anybody who's interested in tarot, I love Tyler's tarot. Um, who's he? He's like, he's like this. <laughs> he's so funny. He's like this like fly by night kind of guy. Like he's just basically like, he bought he recently bought a house in Vegas so that now he has like a permanent home but like he just like doesn't have he said that he's never been in a relationship he's probably like in his early 30s and he does basically like all love love tarot readings yeah I just Um, searched him there yeah like not rough and ready but just like down and dirty like readings and he'll do it from like his bathtub or whatever yeah I can he wow. goes off on people like if people say oh you don't know what you're talking about he just he go he pops off on people like he goes crazy but it, that's not the reason that I watch him I think he's actually very accurate with so like oh. crazy accurate with so really many yeah oh, I and, must watch him now yeah now some things like sometimes you turn it on and you'd be like, like that's absolutely it'd be like you're going to get married like this and that but like other times you turn it on you'd be like that is so scarily ac- accurate and he just kind of gets your energy so he does it with like the star signs um Unreal. so yeah really like him but um and I'll put these in the in the description box yeah I, I have so wanted. many I adore YouTube like YouTube is like my fix like I don't yeah. watch Netflix I watch YouTube 
Yeah, I don't, I feel like it's hard for me to find stuff that I like on YouTube. Like, like I love Jeffree Star and not because I love him as a person. I think he's great, but I love like seeing the inside into like the lavish lifestyle and like- Oh my God, his house. Jesus. His house and his dogs. Like he's- Did you see his house tour? Like he's with Mr. Kate. No, I saw the house tour, but my job was like literally on the floor. Like I- Oh I just I, I can't believe well I don't I think the house is a bit unnecessary because I just don't know how you would ever need that much space but like I've even remember when you in back in the day like when you used to watch MTV, MTV Cribs yeah it's like, and it's like better it's like MTV it's Cribs better. on steroids <laughs> how do you how do you have a bigger house than like a select like uh then that's on but MTV he has Cribs. so much money like he has so many like all his warehouses that he like he does i'm pretty sure he does like james charles james charles's merch and like loads of other youtubers like merch and product and like all this kind of stuff but like there's other like people in beauty that have that sell like what about huda beauty isn't yeah, she I bigger i see i think Jeffrey mightn't be as big on YouTube, but you like I'd say he has about ten minimum streams of income. With yeah, like mm. with he has so he has the makeup, then he has you like the money to be made on YouTube, especially at his size, is astronomical. Like like is he it has three hundred and step oh like. So it's see it all depends. It's actually very interesting. So it all depends where your views are coming from. So in America, obviously, say if you were to place an ad on YouTube in America, it would probably cost, I don't know how much. But then if you were to place the same ad in Ireland, it would cost way less. So if you have someone from Ireland watching your video, you earn less per view than an American view, if that makes sense. So the more expensive the, the ad buy, the more, yeah, obviously, the, the more, more you're going to get. So like I think YouTube earned like fifteen billion in ad revenue last year. Holy! Like YouTube wow. in general. So all the content creators. So I can even see from my analytics, like I think it's like thirty percent of my following is American, obviously because of the Shane Dawson thing. So like I earn more from my American views than my Irish views, like way more, like five times more. Five times more, okay. So it's that's interesting. So then, so he has three hundred and seventy-seven videos on YouTube. So all those videos are consistently making money mm-hmm. every month. So a video, like if he gets, for example, a hundred dollars off each of those videos per month, like, and that's only YouTube. Yeah, but how much, $100 for 300 videos? Oh, no, but he, like, I'd probably get $100. Like, he'd probably get, like, 1000 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, like, seeing the figures now. I'm like, wow, okay, okay. And, like, that's just a <laughs> random number. Like, he probably, like, one that's video. Like a ca- that's like a Lamborghini a month. <laughs> yeah, and then that's only YouTube. So then sponsorships will be extra. I know he doesn't do sponsorships, but he might do like random product placement that no one knows about. And then he'd have all the makeup money. And then and like he's getting everything for free as well. Like he's getting, I'm sure he he gets like Gucci and like, 
Louis for like they send him like custom stuff. Yeah, but he definitely pays for a lot of stuff. Oh, as well. I know. But he's so much. Fun. I just don't like. He, just... I, he's such a powerhouse. Like he, YouTube is like I'd say his le- like the least of his money kind of thing. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I would say YouTube is like just pocket change for him. Yeah, but then how does, do he sell a lot of makeup though? Do you think he sells a lot of makeup? Oh yeah, like people who love Jeffrey Star want every single thing he releases. Yeah, like, that conspiracy launch was the most insane thing, the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Like it, <laughs> like like they broke the entire internet. Like all the sites, Beautylish, Beauty Bay. Morphe and Jeffrey's own website were all stalking it and they all crashed. Yeah, yeah. Like every single one. And like he wouldn't, like I'm assuming he paid a lot to like the web hosters or whatever to make sure that like they could handle the launch and like still. Yeah, it's just like I'd nearly go back and watch that series again. Like I Oh, it was so it, like... interesting. It was yeah. so interesting. And like how much he pays for, the other way he was saying like your average palette in Sephora probably costs like less than $10 to make. Yeah, so, and they charge and then, like 50, 60 quid. Yeah, whereas he was like mine, like, but you can tell by his pack, I don't know if you own any of his things, but like it's weighty, like it's not cheap. And would it be like, I know the Urban Decay, like naked palettes would be kind of very thin and slim, but like, is it, in comparison, oh, it's like, it's, like just, it's yeah huge. Like the com, like it's compared to the Urban Decay naked palettes. It's like comparing pennies to Louis Vuitton, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is he saying that he has a very high it's cost crazy. of products? Um, of products, yeah. There's way more product. Yeah, there's more products, and the packaging is way better. Yeah, I I mean, and I don't even think that he, because he makes his products at such a high, like he, it costs him so much to make his products because he uses such good ingredients and he also mm. you, like goes all out on packaging. So I don't even think that his, like profit that his, margin, yeah. the profit margin is that high. He could make it higher, you know, I don't think he, I, I think his intention is to make a luxurious product. Yeah, for Jeffrey to be like, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he, like, totally rebranded. Or not rebranded, but, like, I don't know. Because I think a lot of his stuff at the moment is very colourful and pink. And, you know, he goes all out. Mm. But I feel like as the year, like as it goes on, it'll get more, like, high-end and high-end and high-end. Do but, like, I people who can yeah. make up have everything. Like, I wouldn't I be surprised if he made a palette out of, like, solid gold or something. Like, it wouldn't actually shock me. <laughs> That's so true. And remember, I don't know if you saw this, but on, kind of, during the pandemic, in the kind of height of it, he was on Twitter, like, literally giving out, like, $5,000 to, like, everybody who yeah. retweeted him. Like, he gave out, like, a hundred dollars it. But it was only America. I was thickened. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, I, like, I don't have only- cash out. <laughs> yeah I mean I know I I think I should install cash app but like um, people he was just giving out like thousands of dollars for people to pay their rent to pay whatever like I feel like he he had the wrong cards like real bad cards dealt to him when he was born and when he started out he had just like 
a complete shit deck of cards and he kind of fell into bad stuff and he kind of became a little bit of a spiteful person but like yeah. has kind of come full circle but has like, had like a total mindset revamp yeah yeah and like has become has come the better and he'll always I think he'll always be fighting demons because of what he's been through but like oh yeah and people will always hate him because yeah. of people like, won't like if, if it's on the internet him. people won't like let it go you know even if it was back in like even if it was 20 years ago they just won't let yeah. it go so yeah yeah he's very controversial I love how we're just talking about him for like 15 I know minutes. literally so uh Jeffrey Star. <laughs> this is the Jeffrey Star podcast um no I wanted to ask you about um Instagram now so like your content on Instagram versus your content on YouTube I know that YouTube is a lot of work and then but Instagram is obviously more instant and like every day yeah what way do you strategize around your Instagram channel and content I do I'm like strategy doesn't even come into my remit like strategy and me are like (laughs) I don't strategize anything but my only strategy I guess is to keep it interesting and keep it like authentic like my main strategy is authenticity and keeping it interesting because I think especially on Instagram you can fall into such a hole of like trying to stay on trend or trying to do what other people are doing or like trying to be brand friendly or trying to you know be liked or trying not to lose followers or like I feel like Instagram's such a fickle place that yeah. like you can so fall into a trap of like not wanting to be unfollowed not wanting to be problematic not wanting to be controversial or wanting to gain followers and like buying followers um so I have no real strategy only that like I'm not I Instagram was never a platform I focused on or thought anything would come out of because I was like I'm not perfect enough for Instagram kind of thing Mm. if that makes sense yeah I think we all think that so like I was kind of like oh like my Instagram won't like I had up till April I had 2,000 followers like wow like, yeah so my inst- it was over kind of quarantine that my instagram really i don't know where people are finding me from youtube from tiktok like i don't know where the people are coming from or like people sharing it to their friends and obviously people having more time um but i've like over doubled since the start of quarantine or lockdown or whatever that's insane and I was at 2000 for the longest like I was like all right like Instagram's just not a platform I can grow on kind of thing like I was like okay let's just leave Instagram or not leave yeah. it like I always post but I think it's just my level of not caring that people relate to that is so I think that is interesting because I think like the people who do well on Instagram and put any effort in like there's so many Irish influencers that I follow and like love most of them to bits like person like person as a on a personal level or whatever and respect them but I'm just like they look like they're putting in no effort and it's not a bad thing yeah but I don't you know I'm like are they like how do like I don't sometimes I just don't get dressed like or I don't like I'll put on a face mask I'll wash it like I don't look 
anyway presentable yet these people are putting up photos every day and they're just like yeah just just hung over and I'm like how are you hung over you look immaculate like yeah I think people like the like I think a lot of people try to live an Instagram life which is quite sad but like people are doing it for the gram excuse the pun but like so I feel like it's such a weird like it's a strange platform Instagram yeah it's a strange world on Instagram I feel (laughs) or it can be depending on who you follow yeah it's it is like a lot of young girls just follow like models from like LA and that's their whole feed so that's so damaging whereas I treat Instagram like I want to go on my Instagram and like be inspired or laugh or I I've muted so many people I only have like a certain amount of people show up on my feed and my stories and I always interact like I've gained so many Instagram internet friends like you basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know I'm the same like I even um one of the girls that just moved over here to New York like I kind of been chatting to her and now we're just like it's like automatic friendship like you kind of get to know people's vibes but yeah um I feel like models on Instagram (laughs) oh either do I like the only well I follow it's you know Iskra um I've heard of her I think yeah oh she's stunning but like she's not like a size zero model do you get me and she actually has a not that she actually has a personality, that's a really bad thing to say. But she is more than just a model who posts pretty pictures, if that makes sense. But yeah, like oh, so many girls like Yeah. Like so many girls in my DMs are like, Oh, I never thought of doing that. Like I never thought of you know, like the typical like for example, do you know the Australian girl, Tammy Hembrow? No, I'm two really children. Tammy Tammy Hembra. Oh, oh she, Hembra. Yeah, okay. Birthday. Yeah. So, like, a lot of girls just follow her because she's absolutely drop dead, like, quote unquote, perfect life, like, two stunning children. She's my, like, she's only 26. Like, and she had a boyfriend and they were like Instagram family goals kind of thing, if that makes sense. But a lot of she people. Has, just, she has, like, zero fat on her body. What's happening here? <laughs> she I was mean, like, no, uh, no hate, but like, she I think she's like a personal trainer or like and sells like booty programs and all that kind of thing but like so many girls would follow just all girls that look like that and then go onto their Instagram feed and like you know if your mindset isn't right I don't think Instagram is a place for a lot of people yeah I mean I'm gonna follow her because uh I'm kind of, I mean I don't particularly want to look like her I think she's very cool but yeah see that's why I'd follow people because I'm like oh they're cool now I want to see what they're up to do that kind of way yeah I, I just think like, that she's cool do I want to look like that I don't think so yeah no but you know no whatever yeah but I think I think it's more with teenage girls that they like I can't imagine yeah. having Instagram when I was 13 yeah, I guess we didn't kind of, because I'm 28 and I'm like, I didn't have Instagram. Yeah. And like, I, you know, it, it is, I'm sure it's very hard. Yeah. But I, I do think it's like, I love Instagram. Like I love posting and I think it's, 
like when you have like so many people be messaging me especially in the last two months I think because my account grew so much that like I just love posting now because I enjoy keeping it interesting and like I love seeing I'm very strange as well I love posting something that's like slightly more controversial and being like all right how many shares is this gonna get like how many people are gonna share this like with stories yeah do you get a lot of shares off your stories I never even check oh so I'd like it's so funny so with like say if I post a story where I was like dancing in the mirror like 50 plus shares immediately what what or like if I posted like when I did the pennies like I put up a mini like pennies haul whatever yesterday but there's one clip where I'm like I was showing these pajama shorts but I got them in a a bigger size because I normally like to like refin the drawstrings and on my waist and then just have a baggy and I was saying that basically I was like oh do you know like emphasize what you have or whatever you know yourself and that has like 15 shares like just that clip where I have that text on it yeah it's like huh yeah it's very interesting to see and then I feel like a lot of people their mind would go to like oh my god people are sharing that like they're talking badly Whereas like they mightn't be. So I don't even think about it that way. But it's very interesting to see what stories and posts and stuff get shares. Because Instagram's algorithm I think loves that. Loves the shares. Yeah, I like I'm just looking through my stories now and I'm like I mean like, what, what was shared? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why would people share that? Like, yeah, I know. It's kind of it is very interesting. Um very interesting platform. I know I mean we could talk about all this all day but um tell me about um so you talked about the Charlotte Tilbury um magic cream is it yeah magic cream was like one of your most is is your most viewed YouTube video um what are the skincare what are the skincare or beauty products because you seem to be in the know especially with um skincare by Hiram uh that kind of just stand out to you maybe just maybe three two or three products that like <laughs> I love how you're like okay not a long list like three <laughs> now I mean because I'm the same I could so, go on all day <laughs> I have my main one at the moment is the Dermalogica daily microfoliant the little beady one that's dry no it's like it's like a powder yeah, sorry, yeah. I, yeah, I call it like beads. But yeah, yeah, it's dry. Yeah, it's dry and you moisturize it into like damp skin. Or you yeah. massage it in, sorry. That yeah, I love that. For my texture is like, and also I'm assuming the thing is never ending because I've had it since like January and it's just going nowhere. Like, Yeah, lo- I've, all, I've loved that for years. Love that product. Do, do, adore that. Then I'm very into SPF at the moment like don't leave my bedroom SPF. without SPF on same sometimes so I, I have the current okay. one I'm using is again Dermalogica it's the invisible physical one it's their newest one but it's like it's Dermalogica as well yeah it's Dermalogica as well um but it it gives your skin this most insane glow but it's SPF huh and Oh, it's so, it's very, I won't leave my room without SPF now since learning about like the importance. Yeah, no, I'm, 
in the industry as well and in the business of wearing SPF all the time. Oh, you like, and then my third one, I'm going to pick a cheaper one now because I have like seven here. So I'm going to, so did you, have you used the ordinary, their new, the peeling solution, the red masky thing? The AHA, no. AHA one. <gasps> I'm a bit, uh, now, sorry, what's, so I'm a bit, I'm not a big ordinary supporter. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to, I want to just see the percentage of AHA versus BHA. So that's a 30% AHA, AHA and 2% BHA. Okay. Yeah. And you, it's a 10 minute like exfoliating solution, but you have to work up to the 10 minutes because like, depending on your skin, but I don't know, it's just a mask. It's because a lot of my skincare products are admittedly expensive. But that was one. Well, I think that Dermalogica is good value for what it is. And I think, yes, yes, skincare can be reasonable. But unfortunately, skincare cannot be cheap. If you find skincare that is really cheap for, maybe you're thinking of buying like a vitamin C or something that you see something cheaper, that product could be manufactured in a way that depletes the actual integrity of the ingredients. Whereas something like drunk... Drunk Elephant, say, for example, now, I don't own anything, never tried the brand before, but Drunk Elephant, they manufacture their products in a way that make it, that ensures the ingredients are performed at their, that perform yeah, at their and best. Whereas, and stay fresh. So you have to take into consideration the manufacturing process and actually what it's going to do for your skin and not just what it says on the bottle. So I don't think that, I mean, Drunk Elephant is quite expensive. product I have, to be honest. Yeah, and so the issue with the ordinary is like people are like, well, why is it so cheap? And skincare that that guy skincare by Hiram also talks about this a little bit, but people say, well, why is the ordinary so cheap? Because that product that you you were talking about just there was probably like eight euro or something, was it? Uh, I think it was actually a bit more expensive, but definitely less than twenty. Yeah, so like to just generally their products like I got like a hydrator from them and they it was like seven seven dollars like so so yeah like, oh, it's very cheap, cheap. Like, yeah yeah very cheap and like their foundation is like six dollars or something like that um but the issue with them is that they they make in they make skincare products that are very potent and yeah. there's not a lot of ed- education behind the brand so if you compare it to and I'm totally biased because I work for the brand but Paula's Choice skincare oh, i'm dying to try bits from paula's choice it's on my like, list i'm trying to get it but it's all sold out yes so wait do you you can get it on cloud 10 beauty i tell everybody this oh <gasps> i was looking yes. on cult. i'm literally gonna look to, see i am you've no idea i'm a bargain queen like i want a website that has free shipping that i can use honey to get my discount some form of discount and like i just am weak for getting things on a budget like not on a budget, but like cheaper than they should be. If that makes sense, I don't know. That's like I love a, a good bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good bargain. Like as in, it literally gets me so excited to get a good bargain. And I was looking at the Paula's Choice AHA and BHA solution. Yeah. Yes, that just it. launched. So that's gonna be. I haven't even. We just launched that. I haven't even tried it. But or the two percent is... liquid exfoliant is the one, Terry. 
So the 2% is the creme de la creme of beauty products. I... Uh, this will I, this will be written, 2% BHA will be written on my grave. Like I love that product because, and I love Paula's Choice because it's based on science, but Paula's Choice has a lot of similar products to The Ordinary, but The Ordinary, they, they give products that are very cheap. So you're kind of wondering, well, how is this product so cheap? Like what are the ingredients yeah. in there that are, are making it so cheap? But what they, what kind of a theory is about The Ordinary or Desiem, which is, which owns yeah. The Ordinary Desiem itself has loads of different brands that some of them are really expensive and then you have one of them is The Ordinary, which is not expensive at all. So what they do is they take the price cut and they make the money off the other brands to compensate for the price cut off The Ordinary. And that's kind of like their buy-in strategy. Yeah. So you'll find people will buy in on The Ordinary and then other brands under the Desiem umbrella will kind of, they'll you know be drawn towards and they'll make their money that way that's one theory I don't know if it's true or not but but my issue with the ordinary is that they put a lot of products out especially the product that you're just after speaking about which is a 30% AHA and a 2% AHA combination which can be very tough on your skin and if people don't know how to use products like that it can really actually damage your skin you know like mixing the so like I know with this I can't use my retinol the day I use it and I can't use my vitamin C and you have to use SPF yeah yeah have to have to have to so and I know like a lot of people would message me about the ordinary stuff and I'm like yes it's good but you have to be so careful what you mix because people just buy all these solutions like the vitamin C the niacinamide the retinol the all these acids and things and think they can use them all together but like some ingredients cannot be mixed at all and I think yeah, the ordinary no, doesn't tell people that. Yeah, they don't put any money into education and um, making yeah. brands safe. Whereas with, Paula, with Paula's Choice or other brands that are like Paula's Choice, that they have the solution. So Paula's Choice just launched a version and it's a 25% AHA and a 2% BHA exfoliant peel exfoliant peel so that's like a little bit more on the safer side but they're like they're all kind of about like they won't put one isolated so you you'll find with the ordinary you'll get an isolated ingredient like you'll get just niacinamide on its own or just rosehip oil on its own or just retinol whereas Paula's Choice like to break like you can never you can never solve all your skin problems at once one ingredient so with Paula's Choice they kind of merge some ingredients that support the product as a whole so that you're not just getting, you're not just slapping on one ingredient, you know, that you're getting support, supporting ingredients in there. And that's, again, what makes it a little bit more expensive um, than most. But the I've 2% been dying to try Paula's Choice. Like, dying. if you need recommendations, like, I, I got you. Like, I know exactly what I want people it's to use. It's actually sold out on Cloud 10 as well. Oh, they have an EU no website. Yeah, okay. I think they do ship to Ireland. Yeah, they have any, I'm going to check that because I've been looking on, I use, see, I use Feel Unique and like um, Look Fantastic a lot because they always have discounts and sales and free shipping, which I adore. But it might take a bit longer, especially with the global pandemic situation to get to me. But mm-hmm. then I use called Beauty during the week. And because I, it was like a birthday present for my mom, my mom's birthday is on Sunday. And I like she always comes to the end of my stairs and she's like, do you have any like moisturizer for me? Like she just doesn't know about like serums and oils and all these kind of. And I'm like, I'm not a beauty shop. 
like yet like I don't get sent enough to have all this for you and we've such different skin types so I basically got her like a box of personalized like I did a full skincare routine for her kind of thing but I ordered it all on cult beauty and it was because I ordered like over a certain amount it was like priority shipping kind of thing for free which I was buzzed about and I had a 15% code because my birthday code so I was like you're the bargains (laughs) oh my god I'm so bad you've no idea so I I ordered it at like 12 o'clock on Tuesday and it was here at 10 o'clock on Wednesday and I was like okay wow like that doesn't happen in County Kerry in Ireland do you get me that is gas do you think they have dispatch like a dispatcher in like a maybe some sort of place where they hold the goods in Ireland I've no I I don't think so because it's a UK I don't know how it got to me so fast to be honest but I was very impressed and then I kind of made a mental note that like maybe I can't get the best bargains on there the whole time but I know it's going to be here quickly <laughs> that's gas yeah so let's it's like you fighting between having a bargain that you love or just having something like delivered exactly. immediately <laughs> yeah and I always use their English site as well because the whole pound um situation yeah yeah that's interesting so that's cult beauty yeah cult yeah, I, cult beauty is one of my like I don't use it often um and at the moment as well I'm being like I did you see the uh movement from you know you owe my beauty or owe my beauty you owe my u-o-m-a u-o-m-a no what what is this? so their ceo sharon made this basically instagram page and it's called pull up or shut up so it's basically <gasps> that's their beauty. instagram page we just worked on this yesterday yeah so um so she like sharon is the ceo of your beauty and she basically after everything that was happening in america she launched the pull up or shut up movement that was really backed by Jackie Ina and I think Jackie Ina really publicized it a lot so basically I've been keeping an eye on that page kind of seeing who I want to align myself with like even with like Mm -hmm. things like cult beauty or brands that I'd use and I'm really getting into not only using a brand because I like the product like Jackie Ina, you love her, don't you? Oh, I love. I oh, Jackie Ina is fantastic. I think you'd really like her. Yeah, Do you know what? I, I've seen her. No, I don't. I mean, I I really just don't watch YouTube at all, or yeah. I don't like. But I so we actually because for anybody who doesn't know the pull up and shut up thing, pull up or shut up is like um, it's part of um, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, there they had all these beauty companies all made statements on their efforts towards diversity you know yeah yeah diversity and what they're like owning up to what they're doing wrong or what they had done wrong in the past like when I say that I mean they they aren't where they need to be in terms of being a more diverse company whether that be in, yeah. in employment or whatever it might be and pull up or shut up are like regramming that as a movement I'm probably not explaining it that well and I really called so she basically called for all brands within 72 hours of her making the page because the page was only made like last week or the week before 
So she called for all brands to basically, because all these brands were posting, you know, the black squares and whatever. And she was basically like, okay, like, we don't need a black square. You, we need you to pull up or shut up is kind of the whole mindset behind it. So I've been really yeah. keeping an eye on that page and kind of like, I, I guess I knew some of the runs that I like, you know, some of the information that's coming out isn't very shocking, but I've just been trying to like, like say, I don't know, have you heard or used, you know, the Salle de Janeiro bum bum cream? Um, I know that brand. Yes. Yeah. So I have been falling in love with that recently. Like it's one of my rider dies. And I basically was on YouTube the last day and a video came up with the CEO of the company. And she was mm-hmm. just talking about like the whole like mission of the brand and like what their aim is and kind of all that. And I was like thinking to myself and I was like, you know what? I use and promote so many brands and products and this and that, whatever. So I'm like, there's more than just, you know, a face mask or a hair mask or a shampoo. Like, I was like, I'd like to really like get to know some, because obviously some things are a lot more expensive as well. So it makes me feel better about spending my money again, Taurus. Um, when like I'm like, oh yeah, but like I love that brand and like I, like I love the message behind it and like the whole kind of three sixty of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. No. Yeah, and actually, I think we so because I work in the beauty industry and, you know, I have to help these brands navigate, you know, some of this communications around the whole Black Lives Matter movement and getting Mm -hmm. them to work towards being in a better place with diversity. Like we spoke a lot about this pull up or shut up um, page and what we would say. And like we, as a, as the company that I work for, um, Mm -hmm. we are so like, I'm in the, as a white woman, I'm in the minority. Like there's, there's only one other white woman in the agency, actually, I think, who's my boss. Yeah. But everybody everybody else is is um is not white. <laughs> um so you know, they're doing a breakdown of all the yeah. um the different people that they employ. Yeah, and so I think Sephora did a great one. Sephora and um again, Paula's Choice, I think, did a great statement. And I think yeah. Sephora is one Dermalogica did a great one too, actually. Yes, they? On the, yeah. I don't think it was put up on the pull up or shut up, but I saw on their UK, they posted on the Dermalogica UK. Um, and I think Cult Beauty did. I've just been really, I have a note, like I have a list in my notes of like brands that like I shouldn't really, I'm very like, I like to be very um in the know about things. So I don't come off as yes. own deck no yeah totally totally like you want to do your homework on these brands because it's so important like if we are going to spend our money or going to promote something like it needs to be right like you know and the thing is you might pick up a lipstick and not think anything of it and you know we have to also stop and think about like well what am I supporting and you know like can I do better like can I can I do better with this message because there's so much choice now, I think, do you know the way before there wasn't like so many brands and so much choice and especially depending where you were from, what you had access to because the internet, whereas now I feel like there's really no excuse for me as someone who's trying to work in this industry and potentially will work with brands. Like I work with one or two brands at the moment, 
but like in the future I hope to align myself with more brands but mm-hmm. I'm like okay I don't want to align myself with a brand that like I don't even want to put that in my remit or like put myself in the situation where I would consider working with a brand if I didn't align with them a hundred percent yeah no totally and I think I think that's rare as well I think it's rare you know and I I I turn down so much stuff just because like it's just just not yeah yeah it's just it just need it yeah I just turn down so much stuff because yeah but um it's important for us because you know we talk about posting the black square but then doing something and as an influencer or a beauty like somebody who's enthusiastic about beauty or an advocate for beauty um or whatever you want to call it like it's important that we can make those decisions to 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 get to educate ourselves on the background of these brands and to support the brands that are making changes and are actively you know becoming better I think it's and really like important. pay a bit yeah. more but then like feel better because you're like well I know this is more than I'd usually spend but I'm promoting something that's good I really align with the brand's values I know the brand are like more either ethically produced or like you know they take care of whoever they're like employees and you know they are working to be better and they're like they're a brand that isn't afraid to be I know a lot of people were saying it was political, but it wasn't really because it was more of a human rights thing. But like it kind of a brand. Just human rights. <laughs> but it what like, like so many people were like, Oh, but that's very political to be getting into. And I'm like, Are you what way does your brain work? Because it's not politics. It's actually just a, the rights of a human being. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I like, but like, and even I just use like but even another brand, I don't know, have you heard it? Sand and Sky? No. Jeez, I don't oh. know anything. <laughs> Sand and Sky. Oh my God, I, you, the Australian pink clay mask. You Sand. definitely have seen ads for it, I feel. Sand and Sky. It's like sand and then the and, like not the word, the, the asterisks oh, or nothing. Okay, I just Googled it, never seen it in my life. <gasps> so basically... They're an Australian brand. And you know I'm Reezy? Yes. Yeah. She, I've been following her for the longest and I adore her vibe. She's actually recently on YouTube. But anyway, so she, I'd say about three years ago, she was talking about this mask and she was like, my my main problem is my pores. And she was like, it's amazing. Like it wasn't an ad or anything. She doesn't actually, maybe she does do a lot of ads, but just doesn't declare them. But like she was so going on about this mask I was like okay I have to try it so I've tried it like three years ago and consistently kind of used it since and then they got in contact with me in December I think it was of this year and sent me out like a mask and a few more of their products and I was delighted because I was like you know I've been actually using this brand for the longest and I love it and it's actually their third birthday next month or this month and they're doing a big birthday thing um with like anyone they've worked with like they want to showcase like that they've such a good brand relationship with everyone they work with and like the emails are so like the girl I'd be talking to would be like oh I just saw your YouTube video and like do you know it's very per- and when I feel like you're smaller in the whole influencer beauty YouTube Instagram world 
a lot of people don't take the time to even like address you like it just be like hi there you know um mm-hmm. but I got a message circling back to the Black Lives Matter situation I got a message you know the morning of the blackout Tuesday yes so I got a, woke up to a DM on Instagram from Sand and Sky basically being like aha like a big message basically saying that because of everything that's going on and they want to align themselves properly with the movement so for the next week could I not post anything to do with Sand and Sky and kind of promoting them and like any work that was scheduled to be done or any posts or anything would be on hold for you know the week and that they're going to be offline and you know everything they plan to do and all the actions they plan to take and I just thought like when I got that message I was like what like fair play like you know because it's like they took the time to make sure that because I haven't done much work with them or anything like that but they took the time to make sure every single person that you know might be posting about them or might be doing anything would kind of be aware of that which I thought was very good as a brand yeah that is really actually interesting angle like to take to say we want to protect ourselves but also not not protect but we want to make sure that we are educating ourselves and taking this time to do what's right ourselves but we also want to do the same and help other people also make the right decisions at this time this very Mm -hmm. important time to to also do the right thing and 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 do better so that's yeah that's really interesting like when I saw that I was like okay I like mental note okay we love that brand we stand that brand yes Do you know so that kind of we'll way? hear more we'll hear way more about them now from you <laughs> oh, like you have you should try the mask jet like it's in Sephora yeah I'm pretty sure let me see I just I have beauty products I know I say you have years. so many you're like yeah I know I've heard all these right <laughs> I I don't I, know if it has like fragrance or anything crazy it could I don't I'm yeah. I'm not hold on I have the thing in my hand so wait, what's their bestseller? Is their pink clay, pink Australian mask? pink clay, yeah, pore refining mask. But it okay, says like Australian botanicals, though. like made in Australia. I'm pretty sure it's more on the clean. I could be wrong. Side of life. Yeah, it's uh, it is a little bit expensive. It's coming up here for me like fifty dollars. Yeah, for a mask. It, it would be kind of on the glam glow. Like, yeah, what it says is all the Australian goodness, none of the bad, so no sulfate, silicones, parabens. This, oh, I don't know, all those things. Yeah, that's very interesting. I like it. Well, that's but that's I like good to hear. I, yeah, and like, do you know when a brand's like that as well? You're like, okay, I'm comfortable kind of promoting and using, and and because they're so like they're only three years in business. Yeah, and I think um, it, yeah, it's 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 great for you to be able to be a part of that and to know that you're making the right decisions with a brand like Sand and Sky, you mm. know. And I think hopefully other brands are doing something similar with their influencers and. Yeah, I know it's just a crazy time to be in, like, not a crazy time to be in the beauty industry. But I was even talking to my friend who's a makeup artist. Like, she does a lot of like. TV and you know that kind of special effects and stuff like that and she was like 
it's like you're trying to align yourself with like it's more than just recommending a lipstick now you get like you're trying to like align yourself with the brand as a whole and I think like a lot of brands are either going to sink or swim in that area yeah I think the brands who haven't been doing the right thing up till now need to just lay on their sword and and open up and I think there's more respect for people to say yeah and when you're honest we haven't yeah we haven't employed enough you know women of color and yeah we need we know that we need to and our numbers are a disgrace and this is what we're going to do to change it and because we you... will we'll, we'll circle back and show the changes and we will show the changes that we have made as a brand yeah and I you think know? a lot of the more old school brands would kind of be of the mindset no we won't, just won't address it and it'll blow over kind of thing and like we just will stay quiet and we won't address anything but you're actually better off being like, no, we actually only have, say, like 1%, but we're trying to do X, Y, and Z, and this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to go about it, and, like, basically we hold our hands up kind of thing. Yeah, I know. so important. It's kind of, actually, this conversation is a nice segue into one of your quotes, and I quote, (laughs) (laughs) you said, fuck beauty standards. Yeah. (laughs) That's a that's a very strong statement. And this was kind of merged into the other question that I had for you about like good vibes and you know, you're always quite positive on Instagram and very real um and just kind of like kind of more as like a holistic um, you know, be your own person, have your own mind, make your own mind up and 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 work out your own opinions. Were you always like that or like were your parents like that or what like how did that all kind of start so circling back to being a Taurus I would be very stubborn and I would have always had an opinion about something growing up (laughs) like I am very strong-minded and like even like my earliest memories this is hilarious my earliest one of my earliest memories is I was in Dublin, like my family were in Dublin visiting my cousins going to the zoo and my mom wanted me to wear a certain outfit and I like was like absolutely not, like that is not happening, like I was probably three and I remember we were at the zoo and I wanted a teddy and because I didn't wear the outfit my mom wanted to, me too, she was like no you can't, like I'm not buying that for you, like you didn't and I was like that's fine, like I don't care and I just like my earliest memories are me being absolutely but and just being like well I don't want to do that so why would I do that to make you happy (laughs) which is really bad that's such a Taurus though like I'm not like set like I wouldn't say I'm selfish I'd be quite an empath and I'd be able to like gauge people's feelings and stuff but if I know something isn't gonna work for me I'm very strong in it because I feel like when I was a teenager like say I was maybe more overweight and I had acne and I had braces and I had glasses so like I feel like I was so aware of I think self-awareness is a big part of it so I feel like like I'm mad following Gary Vee and I think he has changed my whole life (laughs) yeah he changed my life as well like the fuck beauty standards probably does come from like following Gary Vee and like his whole thing of like fuck 
the narrative or fuck, you know. And yeah, yeah. I just feel like so many people waste so much of their time trying to conform to these beauty standards that are ultimately made by the media and men. Mm-hmm. That's like, what? why? Like, what will you achieve? Like, if that doesn't ultimately make you happy, or and or even like people think it will make them happy. But like it's so like if you focus on being yourself and doing you and forming your own opinions about everything, not just about certain subjects, like you'll be such a more well-rounded person and you'll ultimately mm. care less about what everything because so many people are like, Oh, I'd love to do what you do, but like I could never because I could like people think like and so many people like put above themselves other people's opinions ahead of their own so they're more worried about like what other people will think than what they ultimately think of themselves yeah like one of the quotes like that is kind of old it's like your your opinion is none of my business yeah exactly everybody has their own opinion and that is just a thought that they have created in their head and And a lot of it yeah anything about me it's it's your thoughts in your head it's a projection yeah and yeah, most of it's a projection as well. Yeah. So I just, yeah, it's it's very interesting when you kind of think of it that way. And I think why would, when you break it down for yourself and you say, well, why would I let somebody else's thoughts in their head, like have any impact on what I feel about myself when they don't know, nobody knows you as well as you know yourself. No, you know? and no one, like what I always say as well, like, you're the only person who has to live in your head. Like no one else has like yeah. an insight to what. So if you don't make that the most like happy, positive place that you can, then you're doing yourself an injustice because no one else, like no one else will know what's going on in your head. No one else will know they're causing that to go on in your head. Like they're not affected by that, by what's going on in your head. You are. So, and I think I'm aware as well that, like 80% of my following is girls and that they range from age like 18 to 35 is like the main kind of gap so I'm like if I can provide them with any sort of value going back to Gary Vee provide value it's like fuck beauty standards and like fuck trying to be whatever you think you should be and just be you yeah I know it is so true. It's so funny you say eighty percent. I feel like ninety nine percent of my followers are female. Yeah, see, I see with Instagram as well because I'm only after like I grow, like I say, growing, but I still only have like four thousand or whatever. But a lot of like when you're from a like I'm from a small town in Kerry, so a lot of people follow me are like people I know. Like, lads I know were, like, you know, lads from my town. Like, it's a small town, so kind of everyone knows everyone kind of thing. So I'm assuming that's where the 20% men come from. Yeah. It's a big enough percent, though. It is. It's, it is a big percent, yeah. That's interesting. Or TikTok, yeah. you know, people coming from there. <laughs> oh, are you really active on TikTok? I do you know what I just not discovered TikTok but I was kind of on the earlier train of TikTok so I it was last summer when I downloaded it and discovered it so it was when Charlie D'Amelio was like just popping off 
Um, but I didn't really post. I was just like looking at the content and being like in my own head. And I saw Gary V talking about it as well. And I was yeah. like, I was like, this is going to pop off because people have such short attention spans. The videos are all less than a minute. It's video. And I know Gary was saying that like video is the next big thing. And it was, it's very positive vibes on, well, a lot of the things like it's people having, doing fun dances or fun challenges or like pranks. And I was like, it's so much more lighthearted than Instagram is that I was like, this is kind of a thing. So I put like, I started posting pro I won't say properly because I don't post like some days I'd post like three times a day and other days I wouldn't post for a week. But I have like nearly 15,000 followers on it and over 200,000 likes. Oh my God, that's really good. It's, but TikTok, you can like, I put up a video yesterday actually because I went to Penny's for the first time and I put up just a video being like, oh, I'm going into Penny's and I just did like a clip of the queue and like a clip of what, TikTok is very minimal effort depending on the video you're doing. And it has, as of right, this 70,000 views. 70,000 views? TikTok is insane. Like, I put up a video on St. Patrick's Day. Actually, it's very funny. I don't know. Did you see out my story of my parents and all their friends? Because I live in, like, a small estate. There'd be, like, 10 houses, maybe. So, like, my mom would be great friends with, like, the neighbours and stuff. And yeah. I put up a TikTok on St. Patrick's Day of them doing like a socially distanced party. So my dad, his, one of his hobbies is like being a DJ. So he like a wedding DJ, not like a Ibiza DJ. And right. he brought out the like the speakers and everything and they were playing like St. Patrick's Day music. And I put up a video of my mom and my neighbor doing an Irish dance. Hold on, I'm trying to find the video now. I'm afraid to look at it in case it like is really loud on this podcast. Yeah, when you open TikTok, it automatically plays the music. So I have my phone muted. But the video I put up on St. Patrick's Day of like out the window, my mom and my neighbor doing an Irish dance has 300,000 views. What? That is insane. Oh, TikTok. The uh, TikTok's algorithm is... Like you could reach anyone anywhere. But I po- I've definitely I've posted like three things and like literally got like two views. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. And then I would get like one view. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it depends on your caption, what time you post it, and your hash like do the way on Instagram, like certain hashtags work. Yeah. Whereas on TikTok it's more like you hashtag exactly the hashtag kind of explains that I literally just followed you on TikTok. <laughs> I didn't know you were on it. And I literally just went on. I was like, oh. But yeah, TikTok's very, it's going to be, well, it is. Sure, Charlie D'Amelio has like 60 million followers. Or something mental That's like insane. that. insane. And but she's like, like 16. It's just kind of like, are people getting brand deals? Like, I'm not seeing brand deals on oh, TikTok. Yeah. Like, no, I know that they're happening. Like, I know that they're happening somewhere, but I'm not seeing a lot of it. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's a strange one. 
But in America, do you know in Ireland, there's this whole thing with the, oh, what's it called? Do you know the thing that people report people to? The ASI, ASAI? The advertising, yes. do you yeah. know like, I, I know, like, a lot, a few Irish bloggers would get, like, very attacked. Like, they literally wear something they got sent for free and don't have hashtag gifted and people go in on them. Like, some people yeah. just get a lot of, but is, in America, like, do you have to declare, like, what's the story there? Um, I think it actually falls back on the brand a little bit more. Like, yeah, no, they're not, like, a, they're not as crazy over here about all that. In Ireland, stuff. there's a very small-minded mindset, small-minded mindset around it, though. They're like, why are people getting paid for this? I don't understand. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, there, it, when it you're in... Like, even in the advertising industry, sure, long ago, like, it was the travel journalists would get all these, like, free holidays. And, you know, no one would know about it because it wasn't general knowledge. Yeah. Like, it's always been happening. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah, it's funny. Um, But, yeah, I must I must do some more work on TikTok and see if I can oh, play TikTok's around with it a bit better. But, it, like, and it's so, like, it's the most random videos that go, but that can go viral like anything can go viral on tiktok people are so smart though like with their videos like i'm just not that kind of witty like to make a video like Like, i i if i should probably put a bit more effort into it because if i have fifteen thousand from put it like i don't put effort do that kind of way like i just post random so i'm like okay maybe if i actually then it might transfer over so i feel like youtube like People only subscribe to you if they really want to watch what you're putting up. Whereas, like, you can follow and unfollow people on Instagram, like, ad hoc. Yeah. I know. It's it's so different how the platforms are. I think, I think definitely people are welcoming a platform like TikTok because it is just different to the YouTube and Instagram that really has dominated the social media space for such a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Snapchat as well, but like, yeah, I think people are going to welcome TikTok, and like, it's just, it's, so, I don't think it's like an age thing, like, because I feel like, I, my dad has definitely sent me TikToks, like, that he's, not that he's on TikTok, but he's like, he's been no, passed around to TikTok, sent. yeah, yeah, they get sent around, like, so I think that, like, it's definitely not an age thing, like, people, like, you know, it's, it's, it's going to evolve, I think, fun, like, Yes, he puts you in a good mood like straight away because <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, which I oh I I think it's very fun and it's very like I don't know I just and like sixty second videos you don't have to put that much thought into them and it's not do the way Instagram like you would post one post on your feed maybe once a day maximum like you wouldn't post really yeah. more than that. Whereas like TikTok you post seven TikToks in a day because the main like homepage isn't people you follow it's people you don't follow yeah which is the which is total opposite to pretty much every like social media platform yeah. it was a great because it was follow. the other thing it was the what was it called before that like musically or something so yeah so I knew the platform when it was musically and I I always like question myself I'm like wait is musically TikTok is that a thing or is musically still a separate thing but it's actually the same app yeah I think the app just turned I don't know like did they just you know say if you were on Musical.ly and you were had loads of followers on Musical.ly 
did all those followers stay and was it just TikTok then? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have had like two million followers on musically. <laughs> yeah, and then like disappear. Yeah. That's gas. Right. Well, before we finish up, I want to ask you um a little about like your dream situation or like your dream life that you're kind of working towards that you're you're extending your vibes towards that you're like projecting yeah you're manifesting (laughs) like what kind of things and you can this can be whatever way you want to answer it doesn't have to be you know very basic but what kind of things are you like yeah you know I'd love to do that or I'd love to be able to say I've done that or I'd love to experience like x y and z um well at the moment like my dream life basically if you're thinking work-wise is I never want to work a conventional nine to five like where I have a boss basically because I come from a family of lots of entrepreneurs like most of my parents own their own business their brothers and sisters would own their own businesses like it's a like pubs or bars or hairdressers or whatever so I've just grown up around that. So I remember like a few years ago when I was younger, I was working in a spare shop and two of the women, like one wanted the weekend off for a wedding and one wanted the weekend off for a christening. And like, you know, the boss had to choose. So one of them just couldn't go because they were working. And I remember in my head being like, I couldn't, it, it didn't register in my head that like someone would tell me I can't have the time off because I know you have to work obviously but I'd rather work like really hard for two months straight and then be like okay I have a month off now to do what I want to do so I definitely think my dream is to be like doing what I love and always having a passion for it but ultimately being in control of what I'm doing mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense so like being your own boss basically yeah and like obviously YouTube is like a big part of the plan like I adore YouTube and I just love the whole process not even just posting videos you know because I feel like if you don't love it there's no way you'd do it like I'm nearly doing it consistently for a year now and like it's not like it's my full-time earner like but so much work goes into it but I love the work that goes into it if that makes sense yeah you really have to love like I'm the same with Instagram I even like and I have no shame in saying that like sometimes stuff on Instagram is is most definitely planned and like I'll look at my calendar and I'll be like right well I have this going on like you know there's content around this like what could I do how can I make it interesting like I'll absolutely That's do so that with good. Instagram but like <laughs> I wish my mind worked that way <laughs> yeah like I'll be like right well what what will my content look like and then I'll be like what kind of like things and a lot of it comes down to like well what do the what do people who follow me want to see and like yeah. I'm trying to really help and I've thought about more of this in quarantine excuse me um of like how I can really provide value to people like if somebody said to me oh my god thank you so much that was really helpful like that is my day made like if I can oh, help somebody with isn't something it the best feeling? it's just like yes like let me make the mistakes and let me show you what to do or what not to do like I I really like even when you recommended that book and I felt like the need 
to message you because I know how like if I recommend something and someone loves it when they message me I feel so good so I was like Mm. I actually just have to message Stephanie and tell her that oh my god it's actually one of the best books I've ever read yes and that's hustle harder hustle smarter by Curtis Jackson isn't it hustle harder harder, hustle smarter hustle yeah Hustle Harder, Hustle Smart. Oh my. I was telling the girls last night and they were like, hold on, you're reading a book, 50 cents book. I was like, oh yeah. And they were like, what's he talking about? I was like, well, he was talking about vision boards at one stage. And they were like, no, no, 50 cents. And I was like, yeah, well, it's Curtis Jackson. So I was like, it's not like 50 cents is a character almost. Um, yeah. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. And he talks about like good energy and positive vibes and your mindset. And they were like, and I recommended it to them all. I was like, honestly, it is, it's a real find. Like, yeah, no, I love that book. Loved, and I'll put that in the description box as well, just so people can can also get the value out of it. But yeah, <laughs> no, love it. And it's de- it's definitely not what you think. I don't know actually what put me onto it. Um, yeah, where did you did someone recommend it to you, or like how did that come about? I think because I love a bit of um what's the word like uh biographies like I love to hear like before that I read Jessica Simpson's book which is totally different it's just about her life and then Michelle Obama's book and mm-hmm. when I when 50 Cent he he only launched that book back in um he only launched that book in March I think it was like it was in the, oh, like, really? in the middle of quarantine yeah like it's super new so like he kind of came out with that book and I was like oh there's a good another book that like is is a biography or I think it's autobiography yeah but autobiography so like I'd kind of gone through Jessica Simpson Michelle Obama oh like okay. I so you were on that kind of train anyway <laughs> yeah and I was like there we go like you know hustle harder hustle smarter and I was like let's let's do it so yeah um yeah no really really liked and if anybody's listening who is in the U.S. I don't know if this is available in Ireland or outside of the U.S. but there's basically if you're <clears throat> If you're a person who listens to audiobooks, there's an app called Libro FM. So like L-I-B-R-O dot FM. And basically it's you basically are supporting smaller bookstores or black owned bookstores. Um, Unreal. Or just kind of like your neighborhood b- bookstore. So instead of like putting your money into Amazon and, you know, that monopoly of, of Amazon. I, I mean, I, yeah. I use Amazon a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we love Jeff, but like, we love Jeff. Um, I actually have similar. I have two. Like, I have a um a subscription to Audible, and I also have a subscription to Libro because Libro, because it is a smaller bookstore place, it doesn't have every book. Um, it has like most books that you'll search for, but then Audible also you kind of get a book for the credit of like fifteen dollars, whatever it is, and to me that's good value. So it's just another way to get like a cheaper book but um yeah Libra FM if you want to yeah I just went on to the website it says that you need uh an American or a Canadian credit card oh yeah okay yeah because I was thinking that the last day I was like I was actually saying it in my vlog and I was like look I do use Audible because I was like I love like playing a book and like cleaning my room or whatever but I was like there's nothing at the moment in Ireland that you can replace it with so we just have to Audible it out is Audible the only one? I think so. I don't know of any other one that would have, like, I, I think it is. Yeah. Probably. I'd imagine. Like, I'd say Libro might extend to 
maybe worldwide I think I think it's ideally like I would recommend it so much more but I just know that everybody who follows me isn't in the US you know yeah but oh such a good book like so yes a good definitely book. recommend full of loads of little nuggets in this podcast oh, <laughs> I'd be lit and like because I'm listening to an audible as well he's narrating it which I adore like I won't buy a book on audible if it's not narrated by the person who wrote it and it's just like I'm like listening to him and I'm like you are a genius have you like, have you heard like have you read Atomic Habits or you haven't read it yes yet? yes I have it and I've read it that's another good one I need to I literally finished it yesterday and I need to actually just repeat like repeat the whole thing again because there's so many good things in Atomic Habits like it's such have, a good book have you read The Chimp Paradox no Mind that's not my list <gasps> Oh, that one is all. I don't read storybooks. Like all I read is nonfiction. Yeah, no, definitely. Chimp Paradox is on my. I've I've a ton. Yeah, none of them are fiction. I think I've one fiction book on there, but I don't read. Um, See, I got too invested in stories, and they would just affect because I'm such an empath. They would just affect me. Like I remember when I was younger, I read this book called A Girl Called Blue. And I don't know what the story was. I can't remember, but I just know it's. But I think it was by an Irish author, but it what it was so tragic and so. It's actually about the, oh, it's about the chill. I just googled it. Sorry, it's about the suffering of children in care of the church and the state in orphanages. What? Oh, it was. <laughs> I read it when I was young, like I'd say I was about twelve or thirteen, like school, like primary school. And it's literally it was so devastatingly sad. I was like, I can never yeah, it's O'Brien, like it's Marita Conlon McKenna, like an Irish author. But it was such like October two thousand and three is when it came out. Um and it's age range ten to twelve, so it's a children's book, but like devastating and ever since then I was like okay no that affected me way too much yeah I it's used so to read Jacqueline Wilson's books <gasps> I was obsessed like every Jacqueline them. oh I loved them now they were great yeah but some of them were a little bit tough as well like you know they were the... all like about kind of children struggle like yeah family breakups and and issues with family yeah like a lot of them were kind of heavy to be reading yeah but I I did like them now (gasps) remember the one Vicky Angel see I don't remember that I think anything that was like I remember the bad girls club I think it was called um hang on now Vicky Angel I just saw the cover of it there when I googled it and I remember it was very sad because I think her friend died or something. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Jacqueline Wilson books were, I remember the one called Candy or Candy Floss because I remember it being big, I have a photographic kind of memory and I remember the cover of it. And Lola Rose, like the illustrated (gasps) man. Yes. This kid. Best friends, oh my god, the best friends one. Either do I, but I just remember they had a 
Candy Floss, I think, was kind of sad. Like her parents were like split up and she used. I think it'd be weird if I read them again. Like, I know. I don't even know where mine are. Like, my mom definitely has them somewhere, I'm assuming. Waterstones gave it a five out of five, Candy Floss. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them were a bit risque, you know, for kids. Like, yeah, I think Lola Rose was, wasn't it? Lola Rose is a bit of the older one. Like, I didn't get that till I was about 12 or 13. Like, <laughs> oh, this is awful. I'm just reading the blurb, and it's like Janie's violent tempered father becomes frightening to cope with, and her mom and her brother are forced to escape in the middle of the night. Oh, I think I remember that. That's that was intense. Yeah, I, I don't read storybooks anymore. Like, yeah. yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. There's so much other good stuff out there. Like, I prefer to yeah. learn. Like, learn. Yeah. I'm very that way. Yeah, and then if you want something to fry your brain, just jump on YouTube or Netflix or something yeah. like that. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I prefer like podcasts and books are more like learning material. Like I want to take something away from it. I want my brain to grow basically <laughs> yeah yeah well I don't want to keep you much longer oh my I, god uh, we've such the chats like from Jeffree Star to Lola Rose <laughs> Jeffree Star to Lola Rose like 50 cents thrown in there as well <laughs> <laughs> like people are going to be listening to this podcast and be like sorry where it's a good one though like it's a good mix